Thanks for joining me on iHeartRadio and the Tech of Sports this week. And uh, a return guest, he was on a long time ago when he had a book come out about uh, keeping all his basketball jerseys and joined by uh, the great Paul Shirley, basketball writing, and uh, just a great follow on social media. His new book, The Process is the Product. We're going to talk about that and a couple other things. And Paul, thanks for uh, a few moments and great for you to have another book out. Yeah, it's fun to uh, think back to how long it's been since that first one. I don't know that I ever thought I would write another book, but here we are. Yeah, you've had a couple other ones uh, fly out of your head. And uh, this one, though, uh, helping people. But I think by reading it, writing this book probably helped you as well. Yeah, I think any time that you are not forced, because nobody was holding a gun to my head, but uh, when you are compelled to collect your thoughts, uh, I think it helps you um, understand even for your own theory. I I say that a lot about getting the chance to speak in front of a crowd, right? Um, Having to synthesize everything and put it in front of people in 30 minutes or 40 minutes or even 10 minutes I think it helps us organize our own brains, uh, and that was certainly true in this case. Getting the chance to really think hard about what have I learned about building systems and, as the title would indicate, falling in love with your process and what was usable, what was uh, superfluous, what uh, what could get cut, um, especially because I really wanted to write a, um, a, a book that was accessible and usable for people. Yeah, the process is the product. Uh, uh, Paul gives some great insight on stories from his life, on failure and the rebirth that taught him uh, with one goal in mind to help you fall in love with what you do and, and the process of doing it. And I don't know if, you, if you're if you an Aaron Rodgers fan at all, Pearl, uh, Paul. He, uh, he, you know, he, people have different opinions on it, but if you listen to him, he does a weekly radio spot he always mentions that uh, it's the journey for him that is uh, what he enjoys. And then, you know, the end result comes, but you have to enjoy the journey. And, and you kind of have some uh, some uh, similarities to that. Yeah, and I think that's one thing we learn about most successful people, right, is that they have figured out how to enjoy the journey. I think you can gut your way through or white-knuckle your way through um, hating your job or, or being in misery, but in the end, that usually burns out. Um, and it's the people who have come up with some kind of a, of a system uh, for not only, not only because it's efficient, but also because that's what they love to do, right? So if we talk about my basketball career, of course, I wanted to be the best basketball player I could be. Um, but I had to figure out what did I love about going to the gym each day and motivating myself because it wasn't enough. Like you're not, a, you're never going to be able to pull yourself through a workout or through a work day just with that long-term goal. You have to figure out like, well, how, what do I love about this day to day? For me, with basketball, and I would get away with this from time to time or get away from it from time to time. It was the feeling of a sense of improvement. I got a little bit better today. I loved that feeling of, uh, I came out of the gym uh, knowing how to do something that I couldn't quite do when I got in here. And that was enough. It wasn't 
well, I made, you know, 90 shots out of 100 today is a much more intangible thing. And I think that's what we're all really wired for. It's just that the world starts to convince us that everything has to be measurable, everything has to be quantifiable, and that's just not realistic. Yeah, things weren't as uh, analytical back then uh, when you were playing, Paul, especially in college. Did you maybe get away with it, though, because you were six foot ten? You kind of knew your role uh, on the team better than than maybe even the coach did. Maybe you were even smarter than the coaches. Did they let you get away with uh, enjoying the journey more than some of the other people? Well, I see. I, I think one of the things that will hopefully resonate with people is that I've screwed this up a whole bunch. <laughs> one of the places that I screwed it up was in college. I did not have a great time in college. I I played in a way that was not joyful. I was um, kind of stuck doing what I was told instead of um, playing the way that I had grown up loving to play. In fact, when I went off to, people won't know what this is, so I will briefly describe it, but after my senior year, I went off to the Portsmouth Invitational Tournament, which is a, a fairly ancient uh, tournament where scouts show up to, to look at seniors in college. Yeah, it's a, it's a draft I, camp. Right. And so I, I resolved before that, before I went off to it, I resolved, I am no longer going to play the way I played in college. I will get back to playing in the way that is fun for me, or I just won't do this anymore. And it was amazing, the transformation that happened uh, in that agents came calling, came running, because they're like, what? we had no idea you were this good, because I had played, again, a certain way in college, it was very workmanlike and, and kind of based on a fear of failure instead of a pursuit of success. And I remember going through that and and being just in awe because I had lost sight of it for five years. Now, with that said, I would continue to lose sight of it frequently while I was playing. I played professionally for 10 years, and I would often forget the lessons that I had learned. And I often forget these lessons now. Yeah. I think we all do. We need reminders. Like you're saying, if you hear Aaron Rodgers talking about that on the radio, Maybe it jogs something loose and like, oh, wait, why is it that I love being a mechanic? Why is it that I love being a nurse? Uh, or, boy, I do not love this anymore. I better go find something else to do. The book is called The Process is the Product. I recommend it. I'll put the links in the show notes and and, and up on the screen. It's uh, Paul Shirley's new book. He's written uh, about his basketball career. He wrote a, a basketball novel. He's written about dating and uh, great insight from from uh, Paul Shirley, an Ames, Iowa legend, and uh, um, a great writer. I mean, he also uh, runs the uh, the co working writing space, uh, the process. Uh, more information on that we'll we'll put up. How how is that going, Paul? And uh, how do you like coming into contact with other writers and entrepreneurs? So uh, it has been, I think the. The cool thing about what we're doing, so I, I ran a writing space in L.A. I now live in Denver, and, uh, and the process is actually an expanded version of that in that we work with all sorts of creatives and freelancers and hybrid workers, professionals. Um, one of the things that I like the most is seeing the light go on for people when they realize that it doesn't have to be that hard. That's not to say that uh, the pursuit of achievement or accomplishment isn't going to be challenging. But when we can show them that they can get a lot done in a short bit of time, 
it, it seems like it, it blooms in their eyes where this, this realization of like, oh, wait, there is, there is a way to accomplish that. We run sessions that are of a set length. And uh, I, of course, talk a lot about the importance of that, of giving yourself a stopping point of knowing that you can trust the regimen you set out for yourself in a week. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see people have that light go on in ways that I had it go on thanks to coaches I had and, and mentors along the way. Yeah, I know that you so you're like a sponge. You soak up something from everybody you come into contact with. We're with with Paul Shirley and uh, um, from Kansas to playing ba- college basketball in Iowa to professional basketball with the Lakers and and the Bulls and other teams all over the world. Great insight. And uh, what uh, do do people that you come into contact with, Paul? Do they know you were a basketball player? They know that you're a a writer and and uh, a, a novelist now, but uh, how often do you get asked about your basketball? Or maybe maybe they just kind of figure because you're so tall. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, an assumption. Oddly, I lived uh, for ten years in LA, and uh, I always found it funny that uh, people there would often ask me if I was a volleyball player, ah. uh, which was a nice little change, to be honest, because it does get a little tiresome to have people assume that you play basketball. Because what if I had hated basketball? Here I would be a tall chess player or something. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, I don't get recognized in the sense of, uh, wow, I watched that guy play uh, in whatever, seven games for the Chicago Bulls. Um, but uh, I think people are still paying attention because I was able to achieve some notoriety because of my writing. It, it, I think, you know, we talked about this at the top a little bit. I never planned to be a writer. It was not something that uh, I thought I would ever do. And then I just had enough weird stuff happening to me that I uh, got into journaling it and putting it on the page. And it has been cool to now have been a writer for 15 years and thus have people come in and out of my career. They might say, oh, I loved that book and then that other book, but I didn't like that book and this book. Um, And that's kind of fun. It's a lot like I guess being a musician or something where people pick out certain albums that resonate with them and others that don't. Yeah, sure. And uh, everybody's going to have an opinion and, uh, and like certain things you do. And uh, this book is great. This is a great book for end of the year, new year inspiration. Uh, Paul Shirley, uh, the process is the product. It is what uh, the title says it is and uh, great insight and, uh, and stories from Paul and, uh, wrapping up here with Paul and Paul, I've, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, uh, are you, are you following what's going on with Iowa state basketball right now? Have they, uh, um, have you, has coach reached out to you and former players at all? How, uh, how, how are you enjoying, or are you even realizing the kind of the weird success they're having right now? Yeah, I think you, you put it well by saying weird success in that I certainly didn't expect that. I don't watch a lot of college basketball or any basketball, to be honest. Um, but I always, of course, will pay attention, and uh, it is gratifying. I think one of the things that seems evident, I can't, you know, I, I'm not a basketball analyst, but um, I was always interested in how Tim Floyd, who was my first coach at Iowa State, approached being at Iowa State, um, telling me at some point, like when he was at USC, actually, that he had not always wanted to play so slow or with such a defensive mindset, but that that was required because he knew he couldn't 
go get the same guys as Kansas at Iowa State. And it seems to me that that's kind of the playbook that's being executed now, knowing that we might have to play a different way in order to grind out wins as opposed to a more flashy style that, that Iowa State fans may have gotten used to in the last 10 years or so. Yeah, it's definitely different. But uh, as you know, the fans in Iowa appreciate effort and and hustle, and uh, that's what they're getting so far. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good point, too. That's another uh, point that Coach Floyd made, which was that you, you have to, I think, echo the style or aesthetic of the place you're in, right? And so fans of Iowa State are always going to appreciate that hard hat mentality and will let you get away with a few more losses if you're playing hard. Whereas uh, if you are a little flashier, um, it might be fun for a while, but if things start to go sideways, uh, there's a short leash for sure. Yeah, no one no one uh, exemplifies that hard hat mentality than more than you do in your writing, Paul. And uh, always, always great to talk to you. And I love this book as a as a writer and entrepreneur and uh, business owner myself, it's uh, it's a, a good pat on the back, and uh, sometimes you need that, and that's what this book kind of is, and a great inspiration, and uh, uh, have a great rest of the year, great 2022, can't wait to see what you got coming up next. Thanks, Rick, I appreciate the chance to get to talk about it. Great, always great to talk to you, and uh, uh, always one of my favorite guests. Thanks, Paul.